Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Michael. I'm Shane. And this Welcome. is a house show. Welcome to the house show. Yeah, we do, we do use that joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, that, that's, that's a joke I've had to use before. We haven't done one of these in a while. In yeah. your house show. There you go. That's nice. I don't think we've done a house show since we've started watching In Your House. So this is it. No, I don't think so. No, I think our last show. house show we did was after we went and watched yeah, SmackDown. Yeah, it was the SmackDown oh, yeah. episode. Yep, that's right. We're like, oh, cool, cool commercial. <laughs> yeah. Which one? There's lots of them. The whole damn thing. But this is just basically a unedited chat. Chat. Right, just us. About us uh, talking about wrestling. different things that we want to talk about. And one of the things we kind of wanted to talk about was the new regime. That's right. WWE. Excited? The era of Hunter. Yeah, because it seemed it's like, oh, well, they took NXT away from uh, Triple H. And then after, of course, you know, he also had a health scare. Glad he's okay. Um, And then it seemed like it's like, oh, well, he's never, they're never, he's just, it's just never going to happen. The whole narrative that uh, fans have built up for years is that well at some point Vince is not going to be running this show I think we all thought he would die before he retired yeah exactly we all thought he would die before he retired yep. I mean you know we weren't I figured nobody... somebody would find him yeah. in his office you know four o'clock in the morning or something mm-hmm. well, that's when he works out yeah, exactly <laughs> but yeah Perfect so time. it's just like okay well you know uh, of course no uh, ill will towards uh <laughs> towards anybody's health but it was like oh well maybe at some point the show will be um, watchable or uh, entertaining as opposed to just it's like oh well I'll watch Wrestlemania maybe I'll put on like a, the Rumble or one of the bigger pay-per-views uh, if I'm at home but like there's nothing to sink your teeth into and the idea being that NXT at one point was very entertaining uh, at great very, pay-per-views. Yeah, at one point, yeah, NXT was, was yeah. the best wrestling on TV. And uh, Triple H got a, pulled out from his control, and uh, basically all of the stars that he helped cultivate have been canned or jumped ship to AEW. And, uh, like, what is, yeah, what, what will this be? I'm, it's intriguing. Yeah, it's it's a whole new, a whole new world of wrestling. I mean, we've we've gone through it in the past where you had you know your big stars who had either retired or moved to different organizations, and you know you had the WWF WCW war that started, um, but it was still, you know, you you had Eric Bischoff that was leading the charge on the WCW side where he was giving us stuff that we hadn't seen before just because he was relatively new at the time. But for the last 20 years-ish, we've been watching basically the same product again and again and again and again. And now it finally seems like we're, we're going to get that fresh yeah. start that we've been anticipating and hoping for uh, because of the... A, the acts of a perverted, horny old man, and B, because of the fresh vision coming from somebody who has been a product of the rest, or, you know, a 
product of the business, uh, a master of the game. You know, he has a, a mind for the wrestling world as a whole, you know, whether it comes to character development, you know, planning a match, booking a match, you know, from, from start to finish, it's, it's more than just coming up with an idea, ripping up a script and then going with whatever shit you can pull out of your ass. Yeah. There seems to be more thought that's actually sprinkled into the, the show. Yeah. I mean, he is a guy who's his whole career essentially has been in the WWF. Like his time in WCW is so small that it's like, yeah, like he knows how this works, but he also probably has more respect for wrestling outside of the WW out of the tight out of the tower. And they've literally said wrestling yes. on TV. Wrestling yeah. and wrestler. The last few weeks. That's one I thing mean, I wanted to uh, ask you guys about because I haven't kept up with it a whole bunch, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to just start watching it right now. I'll wait. No, and, I, and I'll, and I, I'll I, hear I haven't something. been watching it either. Yeah. I've been Twitter watching that kind of thing, highlights, yeah. type stuff. So I. So I was going to ask kind of get an idea of what's what going co- on what it. changes uh, that are significant uh, outside of what you just pointed out that. Uh, they are saying wrestler instead of a superstar. I mean, I can point out a few that yeah, like have you've heard that I've heard and have excited me. I mean, one they're pointing they're they're bringing certain people back and like a Karrion Cross who was in NXT was a top dog. Yeah. Like he immediately came in and was a contender, and then they called him up to Raw, gave him a stupid mask <laughs> and buried. Stupid. Before releasing, yeah, and literally, he shows up on SmackDown like two weeks ago, two weeks, three weeks, something, something like that. that. And literally, he got his NXT entrance back. He got Scarlet there oh, wow. with him, so it's this cool thing. And literally, they come out, they beat up Drew McIntyre, they stick the time clock, the Sansa time, in the ring, basically telling Roman, "Your time's almost up." Instant, nice. instant contender. How hard was that to do? Uh, it wasn't hard at all. We've already done everything we could to make Drew look like an idiot. What's one more thing? They did. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Though. Drew McIntyre. Has anyone noticed that he's missing something? The sword. Yeah, he doesn't have the sword anymore. I mean, it was because of his Vince McMahon sword, personal sword, and they were like, oh, oh, was we, it? we're not going to take him his this fam- on the road anymore. His, his family sword. But guess what? That sword was a dumb prop. Yep. Because he couldn't do anything with the sword. Yeah. He yeah. could cut a rope. And that was about it. Like, yeah. It's like outside of that, it's attempted murder if he like were to swing at it. I mean, it's literally, it, it was like a long gated version of the eye for eye match. Like, we know you can't actually do this. So, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, I forgot about the eye for an eye match. <laughs> was it... Uh, so the whole Dexter Loomis thing. Yes. This last week. Um, they show... They show a car crash in the back. Um, I believe there was some somebody beaten up yeah. at some point. When Dexter actually comes out to ringside, like, he's in the crowd, and it looks like he's trying to jump the ring, uh, the, the guardrail, basically... The camera is on the other side 
and AJ Styles is standing in the ring, so you cannot see who it is. So uh, it literally feels like, like it's, not a, to be it's not supposed to be happening. And yep. It's just a fan trying to jump in the ring. It does not get released that it is Dexter Loomis until on the internet People point after, out. The show. after the yeah. show. And it was just all these small little Easter eggs that... If you're paying attention, it makes sense. I think there was an Easter egg for Bray Wyatt, I think, this week on on Raw. Uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed for Bray, but I think it was possibly another Dexter. It might be. Because there was one where they were doing something and you could see a hand opening a door you know, or coming through a door in the background that had you know, a black glove or something. And then later on in the night when Dexter made his appearance again, it was the but same black shirt. But it's literally small little things. Like... Obviously, three hours of Raw is still a lot. A lot. Yep. And you're not going to be able... You're not going to overhaul it immediately. No. I mean, even when NXT NXT was one hour, I literally said, this is the best hour of wrestling you're going to get on TV. And when it went to two hours, it was like, oh, we have to do two hours of TV every week. And we basically have, have to ride it every week. Like, it becomes difficult. Yep. I mean, writing five hours of TV for Raw and SmackDown is difficult. Because when a lot, NXT, of, when a lot NXT, of things to juggle. When NXT was really, really good, they literally were writing four hours of TV a month. And they were doing it all at one time and then going and filming it. And then they had another month to figure out what to do next. It was also television wrestling that builds to a quarterly pay per view. Yeah. I would love for that to be the way that wrestling works, I mean, but it's not. WWE real. is never going to go back to. No. Never going to do that. But they also, and I think one of the biggest things, just for the. They're not doing rematches every single week. That was the thing. Like, literally, they were like, okay, Cody, like Cody and Seth Rollins are in a, in a feud. They literally faced off against each other every week on TV, and then they wanted us to care about yes. the pay-per-view. About the pay-per-view. I mean, that's just an example. I don't really remember. I, like I said, I don't watch the show Regularly. Every, every week. so, But I know that that is a lot of people's opinions on on the shows. Is that like, quit giving us rematches. Yeah. Like, you can, you can have people in feuds and they don't have to wrestle every week. Yeah. You've yeah. got all of these people on your roster, so it's okay to have them... Mix it up. And also, it's like they don't need to wrestle every week anyway because there's barely any wrestling on the show, and it feels like that even the like the they're not taking advantage of the time where there's not wrestling, and then the wrestling. I think, I think they've like also nothing. they've also taken like when we did our last house show, the SmackDown, and we were like one person came out to the ring and then they literally stood there for like 15 minutes waiting through a commercial break. Yeah. 17 like, oh. promos, then the other person coming out, then another commercial, then another 15 pro. It was like 20 minutes between the first person coming out and the second person coming out and then they had a 3 minute match. That's they are not doing that anymore. Oh, nice. You're wrestlers having, you're wrestlers real are, matches. Wrestlers are not coming out before a commercial. They're both coming out and having a match. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're they're putting the focus back on storytelling. You know, and not just storytelling, but building the actual story itself. Yeah, you know, you've got using Raw as an example, 
you've got a three-hour show. They'll give you a little snip of something in the first hour, and then they'll touch back on it on the, the middle hour, and then you get the culmination of it at the end. So it's not just a, you know, let's grab and see what sticks. It's we're actually putting some thought into it instead of just building it around one guy. Yeah, I mean, consistency uh, is helpful, which it seems like they've started an idea and abandoned it and started an idea and abandoned it. It's like, oh, well, the idea wasn't good, but, like, even if it's not good, if you follow it through, it still ends up being more meaningful. And apparently it's supposed to, you know, continue on with, you know, them getting a little more relaxed on the the promos you know instead of making it scripted word for word they're gonna go old school where they give them little bullet points yeah, and let them the build their own you know actually mm-hmm. be their character instead so of trying to act like their character a promo as opposed to uh everybody's a bad promo yeah i mean <laughs> essentially using using bailey as an example i mean her coming back was great because she'd been gone for too long they brought her back they immediately had her build a a faction with Dakota Kai and what are they going? Sky. Yes. Yeah. That was the thing that I uh, that I did see because yeah, you, uh, you, you have to yell it because it's in capital letters. I watched a little bit um, of I watched the Becky Bianca match live uh, on SummerSlam and that match was great. But at the end, when Bailey came out with uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Io Sky, um, I was like, oh, cool! Like two people that are from NXT that people like and think are good wrestlers uh, with uh, Bailey, who is a good wrestler, a good wrestler yeah. uh, and has been gone for a while, comes back, and she's got uh, two people, and the three of them look great together. And it's like, oh, that's nice. That doesn't feel that – feel, that felt fresh. I haven't – I didn't watch the rest of SummerSlam. Uh, I was like, oh, well, this Becky-Bianca match was really great. Uh, I don't know that anything is going to – beat that so i'll just move on i'm gonna do some laundry <laughs> but uh i was impressed with uh that match which you know uh of course has great potential considering the two but the bailey standing strong with uh dakota and eo next to her i was like oh that was the first time where i was like this feels like right and a little like something that might not have happened yeah like too good to be true yeah um yeah talking to uh, one of the guys that works for me, he is a wrestling fan, and you know we're always picking each other's brains for stuff. And every time he asks me something, I have to remind myself that I can't think about how it used to be because it hasn't been. It's long. it's not the same brain that's thinking of everything. So you know it, the the future is unknown right now because we don't have Vince McMahon giving us the same stuff that we've seen. All these years, which is, but a, is great. But maybe arguably a, it keeps getting like a uh, more like pasteurized, pasteurized version of it in a negative way. It's just like cleaner and cleaner and less sensical somehow. Yeah. I, it's like, oh, we're boiling it down to like this like slick product, but it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, who... But we're using spoiled milk, and it's like, all right, well, shit. Like, yeah. that, that's, not, that's no good. We're getting the wow factor back that's been missing for so long because it's just been the same thing recycled again and again, which is, 
is exciting because wrestling hasn't been exciting. I mean, yeah. hell, wrestling hasn't been wrestling in a long time. So, I mean, yeah, I, we, I am genuinely more excited today than I have been since probably when I got back <laughs> into wrestling. Yeah. I, I was watching, I, I started watching WWE a little bit. Stuff's and I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. And it and I was like, this isn't for me. I ha- I literally haven't watched Raw and SmackDown on a regular basis in forever. I mean, when I started to get back into it, I was eating all of it up and sampling basically a little bit of everything uh, to the point where, like, at one point, to the point where things run their course and I honed in on what I liked and now I just watch that doesn't mean i'm not interested in the other things i like to hear about it but i'm not like you know i'm not uh you're not bought in i'm not eating it up like with a spoon like i was where i was like watching uh episodes of uh impact and even um what was the lucha underground yeah watching lucha underground and watching nxt and like tuning into raw or smackdown and uh watching new japan and and i was like oh like pretty quickly realized what i enjoyed and now i just watch new japan um i tune into AEW occasionally and i uh watch their pay-per-views and then i watch the uh wwf like it's like i'm gonna watch wrestlemania i have peacock because i need the network so we can do this show so I can watch these old things uh, and the bonus is like well I can also watch ALF uh, and <laughs> Wrestlemania is there uh, for free not free but you know Wrestlemania is uh, there to stream when Wrestlemania happens you get all those premium live mm-hmm. events I can tracked. yeah I can uh, I can do my laundry on a Saturday and be like oh SummerSlam's today and turn on SummerSlam and then maybe I'm lucky enough to see a match as good as Becky Lynch and Bianca. I'd be like, all right. Well, speaking of matches that are as good, if not better, I mean, let's kind of transition. G1 Climax just finished a few days ago. My favorite time of the year is much as it wears you down. And I'm so glad that it's over. And I'm already ready for the next one at the same time. Where it's like, (laughs) ah, it's going to be a year. I'm going to be so excited. But it is a lot of wrestling in a short period of time. It is. And this, this year, this it was, year they did twenty days. Yes, which most shows were only like four to five matches. There was a we couple that had like full eight match. Was it just one or was it two? I think it was one, and then maybe a, and then they had some shows they sprinkled in like five match shows, yeah. so they could have like one that was a full eight. But the um. But it was four box and uh, six man box, and there was some fresh faces and uh, lots you know, of fresh faces. Yeah, which, was, get, which was great. Yeah, and to you see. get to get two finals as well, um, and it was really great. And they didn't. It might have been four matches, four singles matches, for each night of the tour for the most part, but none of them like. They none of them were extended, and they only have thirty nothing, minute time. Nothing, line, time Limits, stay past its welcome. True. Yeah. Even the even Yano got more interesting than he has been in years. It's true. So basically, in New Japan here in the recent past, they had just like it felt like every match was 
five to seven minutes longer than it really needed to be just because they didn't have the number of people to work and so yeah like so they just had to like and to fill out a full three hour show they basically had to have matches go longer and also yeah this is the best this is the best g1 since the 2019 g1 probably which was fucking incredible it was great but pandemic yeah uh and then you know obviously that's lightening up but there's also fresher faces and more blocks so the very least we got two semifinals it's like oh that's great you know those aren't going to be like wasted but like i don't remember i'm sure probably the semifinals and the final probably went close to 30 if not longer i think yeah like i don't remember a match being over 25 minutes the entire tournament i have i'm not fully caught up yeah i finished it i'm usually always about a week behind on everything (laughs) yeah matt's also not like a is afraid of spoilers where for me like I stayed up way too late because I was a little bit behind and I was like I can't have the final ruined for me I can't have the semifinal ruined for me so I stayed up to like three catching up uh, <laughs> with everything and uh, it it's, was well it's worth the it. journey not the destination it is yeah, a journey I didn't get to watch any of it I mean there's but from what I've read up on it it's, yeah. it sounds like there's some killer matches so. and honestly um what what I what most people assumed would be the winner was not the winner. Correct. And they built it up in a way where everybody assumed, like, oh, it'll be Naito. Naito loses his first two matches, and you're like, oh, well, now it has to be Naito. It always feels like they give whoever's going to win in the end. They like put start him in them the, off. Start him off like not good. Underdog. So, so it makes him the underdog, and like. He's gonna he's gonna uh, prevail in the end. Oh, yeah, and Naito's always that shot out. So it was like, oh, he lost his first two matches. Like, yeah, now it's in the bank. Makes it, loses the semifinal to Will Osprey in an incredible match. Will Osprey goes on to have a match with Kazuchika Okada, and I was like, oh fuck, like, could Will win this? Will's had seven matches with Okada. Okada at one point was kind of his, you know, big brother. Yeah, his mentor, basically. Uh, and the okay. only time he did beat uh, Okada, he did it with uh, interference, with help. Yes. Um, and Will is, a lot of people think, one of the best wrestlers uh, working at the moment. I would agree. Top five. I would agree. Uh, and as the match was going, he starts, it's like, oh, he's he's been watching tape. like, And he starts pulling out finishers from past people who have beat Okada in the G1 final. Smart. He lands a Styles Clash. That's awesome. He does a fucking, you know, uh, the V trigger. Like, he's doing doing moves from other people. He's watched the tape. But at the end of the day, he can't pull it out because he didn't beat him on his own terms. And it's wonderful storytelling. And as, as he was doing those moves, I was like, fuck. Like it's like oh no like you he's not you can't beat him with stuff that he's seen before you gotta beat him beat him with uh, your move set you have to be the better man you can't be using other people's moves for that and then of course I'm like oh yeah it's also the 50th anniversary of New Japan Pro Wrestling where Okada is coming out wearing Anoki esque robes like Okada's winning the G1 but 
it only adds to it's like when Will Ospreay <laughs> beats Okada clean, holy shit. Yeah. Like it's gonna happen. It could happen in six months or it could happen in a year and a half or two years. But uh, when it happens, we have Let's book all it for of Dominion, we, yeah. Dominion next year or Wrestle Kingdom in 2024. You have four, five years of like of storytelling all in the ring yeah. uh, to build up to that. And I kind of started to get chills when I was explaining that uh, Osprey story. So it's like, that's what the G1 can do. And then, of course, there's tons of other great matches uh, throughout that tournament and some stuff that was surprising. David Finley. Finley Who would have thought great. David Finley would have done so well? I think Jonah showed out. He did. I think he showed up on a on a worldwide stage. Like, I mean, he got sure, a... he's been in NXT, he's been in Impact, but like now Japan knows Jonah. And to point out like Will Ospreay being a top five wrestler working today, Jonah pinned Okada clean. Uh, he did not rack up a whole bunch of points, but he pinned Okada clean in the middle of the ring, something that Will Ospreay hasn't done. So New Japan is building a, a Vader with Jonah. Yep. Like, they're obviously behind him if they're going to let that happen. So it's pretty exciting to see. Remind me, who was he in NXT? He was Jonah. Was he just Jonah? Okay. Yeah. He was the big, he was like the big uh, dude that like did, Top rope okay. splashes and stuff. Yeah, he's is he like he, he won the North, he won the North American title at one yeah. point. Right before they, he lost it right before they switched to two point Yeah, that's but, right. I was thinking he had a different name in NXT for some reason. But big shout out to David Finley and of course uh, ELP who had a series of great matches and uh, I'm excited to see him continue into the heavyweight division of New Japan. And. We're going to transition one more time. All right. A quick moment, just because kind of tie it. little AEW. So it was announced that, a, I mean, I guess it hasn't been announced, but Dave Meltzer has said that AEW is going to have a presence at Wrestle Kingdom. And there just so happens to that Will Ospreay and a couple of his United Empire buddies are in the trios tournament. And if they win their first match... Their second match would be against a little group called the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Yes, and Will Ospreay has recently cut a hefty promo yeah. on... Will Will and Kenny are cutting promos on Twitter against each other. Yeah. And... It's a hot match. I would, I would definitely say that if AEW is going to be involved with Wrestle Kingdom, that is a match that would... Put butts in seats, and that yeah. is a perfect way to. It's like, oh yeah, like Kenny Okada. It's like, what is the second best option? Osprey and Kenny, which honestly is tastier at this point in time than Okada Omega. I mean, I think we all still want to see Okada Omega we do. for we do five five. Yeah, five. but we yeah we we absolutely do. But like, as far as like things in between like yeah. it's the best possible scenario but also AEW headed towards all out yeah coming up at the beginning of September uh it was looking like it's going to be CM Punk versus John Moxley but now they're putting that match on dynamite 
this very week. Which is crazy. And so kind of everyone's like... Well, what are we going to do? What exactly are we doing? It all out. We're not going to run it back at all. MJF going to run out and make it a three-way? Just make them have to have a rematch at all out? I, I mean, I'm literally on my on the edge of my seat waiting for Wednesday to... Yeah, I will see what the hell happens. I will legitimately uh, tune in Wednesday. Like, I watch Dynamite off and on, depending on if there's something that I am uh, well aware of and interested in. But it's like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, Punk's back, and he's having a match with Moxley. Uh, And right before a pay-per-view. So, what's the angle? I need to know what the angle is. And then Hangman's just there to use a horrible pun but he's just hanging out and <laughs> he's, he's uh, yeah because everyone thought he was going to be the young bucks partner in the trios tournament and then omega shows up so now hangman's just kind of and then him and punk had a little bit of a thing on this past dynamite so it's like well maybe he'll get involved so who knows who knows and then of course it's not it's always fun that cuz page and punk actually have some real life heat over Personnel decisions that uh, that Punk has wanted and not happy about. So, oh, Divas. I'm interested in the in the trios thing as uh, as well. I'm interested to see Ozzy Open uh, working. Um, Ozzy Open has like every yeah. time I see him, I'm just like, oh my gosh, these guys are is so good, and I just like I'm ready to see. That Aussie Open FTR match. That's what I'm looking for the Which, m- most. If FTR keeps the New Japan, the IWGP tag team belts yeah. until Wrestle Kingdom, I think that's the match that they have. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, yeah, Aussie Open, I feel like that they were starting to make a buzz and then the pandemic happened. And now that they can. Well, right get before out, the pandemic, uh, one well, of them got, got hurt. hurt. Yeah, that's true. He did. Who is who? All are in Aussie Open. It's uh, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. They're two Australian guys okay. that like. They're just they, Australian they, tag they, team. They, they had started wrestling in Rev Pro, and started getting over, and people were really loving them. They and worked a little they bit of New were, Japan. They had worked a little bit of New Japan, and it was about to be tag uh, tag league. Yeah. And one of them got hurt. And the pandemic in, happened in 2019. And then once he got healthy, pandemic hit, and then they basically have just been hanging out and locked down. So we haven't seen a whole lot of them until they finally joined up with. But of, like of the like tag teams that you want to see, it's like oh Briscoes, FTR. We just did that incredible shit. Uh, Aussie Open is really the next one. Anybody? I mean, I say anybody, but that I want to see. Yeah. Uh, Unless unless uh, the young bucks are willing to lay down for them, which I would really prefer <laughs> prefer for them to do. They laid down for them last time they fought. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like the young bucks are. <laughs> but they're both faces. Stay. They're both faces now. Yeah, so. yeah. I feel like they're yeah. Because young bucks just turned. Yeah, that's right. Undisputed elite turned on them. So we're gonna, we're gonna get that match at some point. Absolutely. Once once a colon. Riley and Fish are all healthy. Did you guys watch Briscoe's FTR? One yes. and two? No. I've seen both of them. Shane. I've seen <sighs> clips, but I haven't got to watch I mean, the whole... I mean, two or three falls, incredible, but that first match, maybe maybe uh, match I think the first or... match is probably the better one just because it surprised me so much how good it was going to be. Yeah. Or how good it was. 
The second one went in with the, with it, expectations. It was incredible, and they matched them. Don't yes. get me wrong; they didn't exceed them. No, but it was like it was like a it was they're two of the best matches of the year easily. Uh, I mean, right now, like if it wasn't for Osprey and Moxley doing as well as they're as they've been doing all year long, yeah. Dax Harwood is in my top five for wrestler of the year. Yep. If not top three. I mean, yeah, he's uh yeah, like, he's earned it. Literally every time he, he wrestles a match this year, I'm just like, Oh my god, this dude. <laughs> like I, I've always like One I've day. always liked FTR. But well now they're getting the love and they're feeding off of it in such a way that like the Young Bucks always are good at being the Young Bucks, but FTR is legitimately on a high from the fans that like you yeah. don't see other people absorb and like work harder for. I mean, you see it, but it's just like they are really absorbing it and putting it out like twofold. Yeah, I mean, twofold they, at the least. They basically fanboy their not necessarily their matches, but their opponents in their matches. I mean, they they give them the utmost respect and take them to the limit. They know how to put together a goddamn tag match. Yeah. <clears throat> Without, with, you know, like, they're not... No it's, frills, it's, just It's not a, it's not a mess, because sometimes these tag matches just turn into, like, ECW without the, like, blood, where it's like, where, where, what about the rules? What about the rules? But, EC, uh, but FTR is very respectful of what tag team wrestling is, and that adds to... Uh, un- Granted, they're also incredible, but, like, that adds to them being a great tag team. Because, like, yeah, you can just do the stuff, but if you do it within the confines of what it is intelligently, then it's automatically, you know, lifts the whole thing up. Absolutely. I mean, we covered a lot. Yeah, absolutely. We kind of we went around the world and current events of wrestling right there yeah bit. for sure i mean you know uh we could say that stardom uh is actually gonna start working with new japan yeah that's, that's awesome uh, that's happening at uh oh i can't remember it's uh julia and one other person from stardom uh they at the final of the g1 they both were in the ring and respectively handed flowers before the match started like bouquets to osprey and okada kind of as they like Hey, like you know, we're gonna start working with Stardom. This is a a nice way to introduce them. It's like have them show up, do something uh, nice for the two guys that are in the biggest tournament and one of the most prestigious tournaments yeah. uh, and long running tournaments in wrestling. So That's that'll be cool. that'll be fun to see. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us and listening to our ranting and raving yeah. about. All these fun topics that that we all love. I mean, yes. this this is the reason why we yeah love wrestling. If you listen to the normal shows where we cover older paper pay per views and TV shows, and we go chronologically through wrestling, you'll hear us make uh, jokes or references to things that are happening uh, currently. So here's you know a long form yes long form talk about some of the stuff. Oftentimes we, might be we uh, jabbing at. don't say positive things about the stuff that's happening in wrestling today, and it's very refreshing and reassuring and exciting that this was a all we have so positive. much to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, all net positive comments. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited thinking of the fact that 
you know, going back to Triple H running the show in WWE now, that we might get some of the classic good King of the Ring tournaments again, or that'd be wonderful. You know, get some sort of main roster version of the the May Young or the the Dusty yeah, tag that's a really good tournament. Point. You know, we give me a wrestling classic. Get something. Get rid of Extreme Rules. Give me a wrestling classic. Yes. One night tournament. <laughs> Well, if you like this show or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any other topics that you would like for us to discuss. Yeah. I mean, we actually were inspired to do this because we did have someone reach out and want us to do a house yes. show. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to be better about them. We, yeah. we promise we are. So oh, yeah. Sometimes we finish recording late, late at night, and we're just like, uh. we don't have it in us. <laughs> we we want to do more of these. We really do. But you can email us at WrestlingHistoryX at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. X. We'll see you real soon. Laters.